I'm trying to be a parent, but I gotta run an errand. I promise when I'm back, I'ma feed my kid a carrot. Damn, this stuff is tough, man. I thought it was inherent. I'm trying to be a parent. I'm trying to be a parent. Sometimes you gotta drink, cause that shit can be kind of stressful. Sometimes you hit the plunk, cause that green will help you rest, yo. You know your ass be slacking when you gotta look up things on YouTube. Like, bro, how you wipe your baby boo boo? Now, welcome to the podcast. Trying to parent and make moms laugh. Who you know got it like the King's family Amanda and Sean, it's the name G Yeah Now welcome to the podcast Trying to parent and make pops laugh Who you know got it like the King's family Amanda and Sean, it's the name G Yeah Welcome back to the show Welcome Welcome, welcome Episode, Episode 32 32, and you know what? Here's a deal, man Here's the deal, man we're pregnant. <laughs> Here We're is pregnant. the deal. Mom. Mom. Oh, God. Mom. Whoa, 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 whoa. One is how a baby is made and one is how the other yeah. kills its mom. <laughs> if you guys were interested in what that was that I just played. What a classic song. Just an amazing song. <laughs> I mean, that guy hits the notes. He looks amazing. He is a character for sure. He is awesome. Mark something with yeah. a B. Mark. I always want to say like Beirut or something, but Ruffalo or something, but I'm pretty sure that's the Hulk. I don't know. Who's the guy that plays the Hulk? I am awful with names. You should know this. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> Anyways, guys. I'm pregnant. We're pregnant. Well, she's pregnant. That's weird to say, like, we're pregnant. I'm not pregnant. Although I do use the meme a lot of, or the emoji of me being pregnant, the guy being pregnant, which is weird that they did that. But It's all inclusive. That's neither here nor there. Anyways, welcome to the show. We got a lot to get into, obviously, because we're pregnant. But before we do that, let me blow your ears out with the... Social. Social. social media. That was loud. <laughs> I warned you. <laughs> I warned you. Jesus Christ. The baby heard that one. That okay. was that loud. Uh, yeah. Um, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you guys know where to follow us. It's trying the number two parent. Mm-hmm. And then YouTube because we're filming every week. Um, you know, maybe I will stand up and let you guys kind of see my belly progressions. Who knows? Uh, trying space to space parent. Yep. And again, now's the time to tune in. Now's the time to tune watch. in, please. Now's the time. Give us a good rating. Let us know that you're excited and say nice things about Amanda. Tell her how happy you are. All those nice. comments that we just got on social media and everything. Just go ahead and drop those in the comments. If you're listening on Apple podcast app, we would really, really appreciate that. And if you're a true fan and you've been listening, you heard last week that we took our first caller. It was crazy. It was really fun. Everybody enjoyed it. 360-450-5008. Definitely call. You know what? We're going to start fielding callers here on a probably a bi-weekly basis. So... Because now I actually care about what you have to say. 
Yeah, there's some real stuff. We had Kat call in last week, our good friend Kat Dolan. and That was a really good conversation. Yeah, great combo. Yeah. A lot of good information. And so she's got a... She's got some older boys that are about to be 12 and about to be 14. Mm -hmm. So totally different perspective. We don't know what kind of kid we're having yet, what they'll choose to be. But uh, yeah, I mean, could be a boy, could be a girl. So maybe we'll have somebody call in who has girls next time. Got a couple people on the list that are ready to go. Your buddy from Fuck That Shit Podcast really wants to call oh, in. Oh, nice. I know Chris Allen. Dre Shout Day. Out. Chris, you want to call in? Both of you have girls. So. Yep. You know. That would be a good perspective. Yep. We'll make this happen. But if you want to call in and chat parenting, chat life, chat your frustrations, hit us up. On that Let number. Yep. Yep. So do we want to tell our kind of pregnancy story real quick how we got to this point because it's been I mean we're at episode 32 so we've done 30 previous episodes where we were not pregnant and then, and pregnant, then pregnant and then, and then not pregnant and now we're pregnant again I was really hoping it would end up landing on episode 33 that I could have made the announcement ah, but man, that would have been 13 weeks so yeah so tomorrow will be 12 weeks so it's been a hot minute mm -hmm. um it is Sunday June oh, 25th. yeah. So when you hear this, it will be the beginning of my 12th week. Um, yeah. So obviously we've been trying for a while. So the day of my expected period, I'm constantly taking a test. We were actually in Columbia when we I found out. Like kind of way back. So originally we had gotten pregnant. When did we... You told me right before, I mean, you told me while I was on the couch. I remember this oh, back the, in Washington. For yeah. the first pregnancy. So I'm actually wearing a duck shirt in memoir. Yes, in memory, because that was. It was like October. That was right before. 21st or something like that. Yeah. October 19th, the 20th, 21st. One of those days is when we found out we were pregnant the first time. We went to the Ducks game last night, so I have my Ducks shirt on right now. Not last night. Oh, <laughs> the last time. Sorry. Yeah. We did not go Pregnancy to brain. It's already kicking in. Um, no. So then we went to... Uh, so those of you who have not listened to the previous podcast episodes, so uh, we were in the process of moving from Washington to Arizona to prep to come to Mexico, and none of the doctors would see me before basically like, what, eight weeks? But we yeah. were going to be in, we were already going to be gone from Washington at that point. So I scheduled something at um, a doctor's office in Arizona, but they were closed like almost the two weeks before Christmas. So I, my appointment, I think, was January 4th of this year. And <clears throat> yep. I should have been like 11 weeks, five days. And that was when they, the uh, doctor, this was the very first appointment that we had. First doctor, appointment. Yeah. So we were expecting to hear the heartbeat and everything. And that's when she told us the baby stopped at seven weeks, five days or something. Yep. Um, so obviously I went through that whole mess. I had like 10 different doctor's appointments, a whole bunch of blood, um, they gave me the medication to pass the baby because a whole bunch of blood tests. Not there wasn't a whole bunch of blood. Well, there there, there well, was both. There, there was, was yeah, a bunch of blood. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a whole bunch of blood tests because um, they had like 
told me I had antibodies and then that I wasn't able to have kids and that we needed to have a surrogate or I needed a donor with positive blood. It was like this whole mess because the doctor didn't look at the actual blood results before talking to me. She just assumed I was, there's different antibody types. So she thought I had one without double checking and telling me this awful news. Anyway, So this overall great start, I mean, go from being pregnant to not being pregnant to finding out you guys are going to have some real problems getting pregnant to then finding out "Eh, it shouldn't be that bad. Like, yeah, roller coaster. Of emotions yeah, at the it was awful. And then all this time, that was when we're going through the stuff with the house and the tenant. So that was all very yeah, fuck stressful. Those tenants. Fuck you guys. If yeah, you're listening. I still Don't think listen. about how angry I am at you, but whatever. <laughs> the, the tenants, not Sean. <laughs> we hate you. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, we came down here and. Beginning of February. Yeah. Beginning and the of doctors February. had told us afterwards, like, hey, could happen fairly quickly could happen you know in the next couple months yep so you know just keep keep doing it she said to keep taking the vitex mm-hmm. um you know she told me to bump that up so i was doing that and honestly about three months into vitex both times i was able to get pregnant i don't know if that is just a coincidence um it could have just been the timing of you being off testosterone for a year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that just, I think, fell perfectly into place because we got pregnant a lot sooner than I was expecting, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it was fingers crossed the entire time, but it wasn't totally something that was at the front of our minds because they told us, like, hey, you know, it could take a while. Could it be took really us quick. 11 months last time, so, yeah, like... <laughs> we were expecting a longer, a longer haul. Yeah. But I guess that was... From February to essentially April. Was it April? We were Jeez, in yeah, Columbia so, in April. I mean, I guess we didn't lose the baby in February, but we found out in February. Yeah, so we would have lost the baby mid to late December. Yeah, so legit like four months, two months after we knew that we it, lost the baby, we were yeah, pregnant again. So February, March. Really, I had two cycles. Like two real cycles, and then I got pregnant again, which is fascinating. Yeah. So now we had been in the process of going through and finding a doctor that we want to use. Um, there were some, you know, great reviews on people out here, but it was about meeting a couple people and kind of finding out what was the right fit. So we started off with one guy. Yeah, um, with one doctor who a lot of people um recommended out here it's at a birth center um which i was cool with going the birth center route um but that doctor so well let's let's go back a little bit so i found out we were pregnant and then we went to the first doctor at like five weeks three days like i told him like hey this is super early but we miscarried last time like i just called you as soon as i found out we were pregnant so he uh wasn't able to really see anything except the sack. So he told us to come back in 10 days. So then we went back to that doctor 10 days later. And at that point, it, we were six weeks in, I don't know, a couple days. Yeah, so and heartbeat and stuff, I mm-hmm. think we could see. And yep, we could hear the heartbeat. He was like, everything's healthy. It's looking good. And we're like, okay, this is good. But still very scary because it's... We were... We, the baby was still okay at that point last time. Yeah. So great news, but nothing that like reassured us. I mean, he did say everything was healthy. 
I don't know how that stuff works. Is it like up to the point where you're like, hey, your baby's seven weeks. It's really healthy. And then the next day, it's gone. Like, yeah. I don't know how that happens. So we didn't really know what to expect from them. We were just like, all right, fingers crossed. I don't think we told anybody at that point. No, I don't even think. Did we even tell? Our, I don't think we told well, parents your, your mom? Shelby and Anthony came out. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyways. I don't know. Really, really stalled out there. Yeah, for me. we we didn't really like tell anyone for a while, even our parents. Uh, and then we, I think actually we were seven weeks when we told our parents. So it was like a couple days after we went to the doctor and heard the heartbeat, and we're like, okay, well, I guess we can at least let them know. Because last time it was like four weeks, we let people, we let our parents know, and this time it was seven weeks. And so, thinking about that doctor, he had good reviews, but he was just like didn't know that much English. And I know they have a whole team of like midwives and doulas and stuff that speak English. So maybe I'll use one of those later on. But as far as the actual doctor, like he just kind of wasn't like, super personable. And maybe that's because he didn't speak great English, but like the bedside manner wasn't great. And there was just, a, I feel like a I'm sure a disconnect there where we're like, hmm. It was just like a very dry, like conversation, like. Didn't, I mean, he did prescribe me progesterone, which was good. Like I voiced that I was scared of miscarrying. So he prescribed me that because I asked him about it. So at least, you know, that was well. But anyway, so I started looking, I found another doctor that people recommended. And this is a doctor that's at a hospital and they were both certified in like water, water bursts and like humanized bursts. So um, they tend to go the more natural route, which is kind of what I'm hoping to do given this whole like, you know, playa is a very natural type of place to live, kind of boho. Um, so he t the first doctor told us to come back in like four weeks. Mm -hmm. And so we found the other doctor and we actually went in two or three weeks later. Yeah. So we were eight weeks and two days and we saw the new doctor at the hospital and we were able to hear the heartbeat then too. And that was better experience for sure. Um, they said, again, everything was good. We're like, okay, we're like at that point just after the spot where we previously miscarried. Mm -hmm. um, this is good. This is good news. It gave us a little bit of peace of mind that everything was good. The heartbeat was as fast as it should be. And mm -hmm. everything he said, everything was looking healthy. But then it was the next wait period where it's like, because what are the, do you remember? I know you probably don't know the percentages, but... Losing a baby at like eight, nine, even ten weeks is much more likely than losing a baby at the, you know, the twelve week. Mark. Yeah. So once you hit eight weeks and you hear a heartbeat, your chances go down. Like it's before eight weeks, it's like honestly like almost twenty percent. Like they say, like almost one in four. Eight like one in five result in miscarriage. So if you can make it to the eight week mark, then it really goes down to like eight to 10%. Once you make it to 12 weeks, then it's like half a percent. So, so that was really what we were, you know, crossing our fingers and holding our breath for. And that was the biggest stress. So we went in on Friday, excuse me, went in on Friday mm -hmm. and had our most recent appointment. He did the neural translucency scan, which is like the 12 week scan. If any of you have baby mamas or wives or something, you know, that's like where they check for downs and make sure that everything's developing okay. And you can 
see all the stuff inside the brain, all that. Yep. So that all came back as good. Everything was clear. He said chances of, based off of what he saw, chances of uh, downs was pretty low. And then the other things were much, much lower. Mm -hmm. So all positive stuff. Called some friends, let them know afterwards, like, hey, we're good. Talk, you know, contacted our parents. We're like, hey, we should be in a pretty safe zone right now. Yeah. And that's when we decided, like, all right, tomorrow, because that was Friday, tomorrow, yesterday, we'll do our announcement and yep. let everybody else know. So it's been a interesting process up to this point. Uh, but, you know, we know that this type of stuff happens to... A lot of people, seems like everybody we talk to for the most part has had something similar like this happen to them. But now we get to go through the cool experience and process of going through a pregnancy and actually, you know, doing this down here in Mexico and, you know, just inform you guys on the stuff that we were going to talk about before when we first started this podcast the entire time. And... Uh, I've been feeling pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, which, is, which was another huge concern yeah, for us. I was like, oh, God, here we go again. Like, <laughs> I don't feel bad. I'm like, I mean, I okay. had like like weeks six to eight, if mostly six and seven. If I didn't eat, regu- like I was constantly eating. Because I, w- I never threw up. I never like got real queasy, but I would just feel like a little nauseous if I didn't eat regularly. So... Um, but that kind of went away at like seven and a half, eight weeks. And I was like, Oh God, um, you know, just kind of tired. But besides that, like I haven't had any crazy food aversions. Um, I, the last couple of times I tried to eat like pulled pork and regular chicken breasts, I think it was like a no go. I didn't like it. Her nose has been on point as far as like the trash smelling stuff that stinks. I'm like, I don't smell anything. She's like, yeah, one, one, she's like Nina over here, just <laughs> smelling things. Like, Into the trash smelled so bad, I ran to the back of the house and Sean couldn't even smell it. Yeah. So I was like, get it out of here. So there's been a few things as far as, you know, a couple little food aversions. I don't think you've really been craving anything too much. I think you've said a few little things, but. Yeah, like, because I'm on mom groups now, like, of other... Oh, yeah, by the way... some fucking wild people out there with, you know, what's going on with their pregnancies. Jesus Christ. Uh, For real. So, oh, yeah, we didn't even say the due date's around, like, January 6th, 7th, 8th. Yeah, early January. Yeah, early If you have an early January birthday, reach out to us. Let us know, because I want to see what type of person you are. (laughs) But we don't know the sex of the baby yet, obviously. (laughs) We haven't done that blood test yet but we should know he said let us know next time we go in yeah because i'll be about 16 weeks he's like we might be able to tell by then so a little nino or a little nina um i'm sure he's gonna i'm gonna have him put it in an envelope and then basically well we'll probably be able to see on the ultrasound yeah we'll be able to see (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just kidding. I'll be like, ah, write it down. Yeah. Don't hey, bro, tell don't me. Don't tell it. me. I just want to open an envelope and be surprised in my own home. With, <laughs> want to be celebrated. With. Knuckles, man. Yeah, it's gonna be a girl or a boy, whatever. Like, oh god, yeah. So 
speaking of that, it's funny because Brian FaceTimed me yesterday. He's like, I bet you want a boy first. And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. He's like, because you don't want a daughter like you. And I was like, fuck no, I don't. <laughs> See? You guys are all like, Amanda's such a great person. Well, 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 yeah. Now. She was a real problem. Awful. In my but that was, you know, teens teen and years. early 20s. That was teen years. <laughs> so I want to talk about just like how this is going to change our life. And obviously we are the traveling people. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We've got Japan coming up here soon. We're going to be going to Denver in a couple weeks. We're actually going to Vegas in a couple weeks as well. Mm-hmm. But... The whole idea with doing what we're doing was to raise global citizens. We want kids who... Love everybody. Yeah, are cool with, you know, feel comfortable everywhere, who feel comfortable in, um, you know, situations that other people may not be comfortable in, whether that be lower income type of situations where they're not showered with gifts and all the newest, coolest things, or... In nicer situations where we travel places and you get really awesome treatment and things like that. So Yeah, and just being around people that look different than you and mm-hmm. like not even thinking about it, just like treating everyone, being appreciative of the things that you do have because you see other situations, you know. And tan kids. We want tan kids. <laughs> so traveling and being outside and doing a lot of stuff like that will make them tan. Whilst we're traveling to cold places. Yeah, which we've done. Yep. But... The big question is, how are we going to be able to sustain this? How are are we going to keep traveling with our children once we have them? And what is that going to look like? And I can tell you, yes, we definitely are. Because we've been a lot of places and we've seen a lot of people traveling with their kids. And I think most other countries, just like our little post said, we've just got another carry on now. We're just bringing somebody else along for the ride, I'm gonna get my little front strap and back strap baby carriers. Yep. And strap that again, baby on when they're really young. It's easy to travel when yeah. they're really young. It's they when they shit. start flailing their body around because yeah, they don't want to sit somewhere. Like, <laughs> but we're gonna make it happen, and it's all about <laughs> growing up in that atmosphere, in that type of lifestyle that they'll just know, like, this is what we do. This is what life is, and. We're going to make it happen. So if you thought in any way that we were going to not be extremely adventurous once we had a kid, you're fucking wrong. That's a little scary, but we'll make it work. The adventure has only just begun. Yep. It's only just begun. Yeah. Nice. Well, with that being said, we could go into highs and lows because our highs, obviously, that. Yeah. You know what? I'll play the drop real quick, <laughs> just to get it for you guys, because I like this drop. All right, so first we'll start with lows. What did I even write down for my low? I have nothing. <laughs> well, <laughs> my low is, I didn't even write down a low. A um, couple things for my highs. One... Uh, my tattoo is coming along very nicely. Oh, yes, it is. So I'm excited about that. You had your third, fourth appointment yesterday. Fourth appointment yesterday. You probably have one more and I'll be finished up. Um, so that's good. But the real high is obviously that I'm going to be a father. 
Now, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I don't know if I can say my entire life I've known I wanted to be a father, but I can tell you for a long time I have. And I don't know what it is. Maybe I've always gotten along with kids really well. Kids have always really loved me. I'm a very large person, and maybe they're just like, look at this big-ass fucking kid. That's probably <laughs> what they thought in their heads. But I've always been great with kids. I just love kids, and I love the sense of wonder and not worried about other people or other things in life, just enjoying being a kid. Pure-hearted. Yeah. Yes. And so I had a great dad growing up. There were some things that maybe he did that I didn't like so much, but that's every parent. No parent is perfect. But I'm taking all of the things that he taught me and trying to add the things that I maybe think I've learned along the way into parenting our child and children. And man, I think, I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be hard. But I just think that this was exactly what I was born to do. And I just can't wait to have a fucking kid. Whether it's a boy, whether it's a girl, really doesn't matter. But to have somebody that just counts on you and relies on you and looks up to you and that you can just mold. So let's be honest, guys. There's a lot of shit people out there. Yeah, there is. A lot of people who weren't raised the right way. And that affects the world in a lot of different ways, negatively. I'm just looking forward to raising a person that has a positive impact on society and you know, I see how awesome my sister is and how good my parents did with her and just all of the things that are going to come. I see how much fun I have with my parents now. Mm-hmm. Just all of the things that you're going to get to enjoy through the next 40, 50, 60 years. <laughs> see how long I live. Yeah. God, you'll be 90. Yeah. Hopefully. But your grandpa's 90 and he's still doing cool he shit sure with is. his daughter. <laughs> yep, that's so, true. you know, it's just... I know it goes really quickly, but I could not express to you how excited I am to get the opportunity to put everything I have into another person. Two people, hopefully. Not at the same time, so we're not having twins. But still, very excited. So, you haven't seen it now. I'm not crying right now. I'm going to cry. <laughs> My eyes are watering up right now. I'm not right crying now. right now, but <laughs> man... I have because God, I, I picked, am fucking stoked. I picked the best partner. Thanks, baby. I did as well. I love I, you. I love you too. Over here wiping my eyes away. God, way to go. Thanks, be, babe. It's going to be exciting. It's <laughs> going to be exciting. I know it's going to be very challenging, but I need a challenge like that in my life because you don't fucking challenge me, you bitch. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm just too easy. <laughs> I need something hard. So think this will be it this will be a incredible next chapter of our life in a book that is going to be full of a lot of incredible chapters yep hopefully incredible and not crazy but yeah i mean let's just hope fingers crossed i don't get a ted mundy but even if i do (laughs) i love you man i love you just don't kill me or your mom or anybody in our family no (laughs) jesus christ or if you kill bad people okay be batman yeah be batman Batman actually doesn't kill anybody. That's kind of why he's a bitch. You gotta kill people. Come on. (laughs) Let's be honest. Like Deadpool? Come on. Way cooler. He's actually killing people. Bad guys. All right. Go ahead. What's your high and low? Um, Gosh, low. 
I don't know, a couple people set me up for appointments this week. That was, I think, really my low, but it was not a big deal. It's just part of the game. But, uh, it's a long game. Long yeah, game. Long game. Um, I haven't been discouraged, literally, at all. I, so I feel like that's pretty good. It's a little annoying, obviously, but, you know, it's all a circle. Yep, it's um, the name of the game. Yeah, but highs, we got a couple people on our team. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, that will start to benefit here in these upcoming months. Um, obviously, I think about now what it's going to look like in t- January, February, March. Yeah, when we have to step away a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So um, those are just all the kind of things I've been thinking about. But A lot of time to build until then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, just just beyond... Like, I'm terrified, but so excited. And literally, I would not do this with anyone else. Like, you are the perfect person. I can't wait to have a half of you. Like, there was, there's no one else I would want to parent. Even if you left me, I know you would still be a good dad. You know, like... Jesus Christ. I know, obviously, the goals, you know, were... I wouldn't were be a good be. dad if I left you. <laughs> I would cut ties with everyone. <laughs> but I know, you know, if anything ever happens to me, like you are the best possible person to be a father to our children. And um, just, just very happy. Just very happy. Thanks. Uh, regardless of the be, feelings I feel inside about myself. You're going to be an incredible <laughs> mom. You'll be all right with the pregnancy and you'll be good with having the baby. And... I don't think you need to worry. I know that you're a very tough individual. I have had, um, actually, I got a little emotional yesterday reading a bunch of the comments because I've had a bunch of people just reach out to me and just say, like, you are going to be the best mom. Yeah. And it's even coming from, I mean, people that, okay, maybe I don't talk to all the time, but even, like, just to make that kind of a comment to someone, like, I don't think you would just say that, like, out of your ass. Yeah, I you mean, because you get a lot of the just, like, congratulations yeah. things. But, like, I've had, cool. like, direct messages of, like, I am so beyond excited you are going to be the best mom. And, like, that stuff, like, really gets me going emotionally, obviously, and plus I'm pregnant. So, of course, my emotions all <laughs> Luckily, they've been pretty mild, but sometimes I do cry, so. <laughs> and you are. I really think you are going to be an incredible mom. One, you're, as you already know, you're so much like my mom. Yes. I'm sure there's aspects of your mom that you share a lot of similarities with. Yeah, I see that too. But just, you know, two great moms that have poured a lot into us. and You take the things that, like you said, the things that you like and that you want to continue. And then you learn from the things that maybe you would do differently. And that's literally all different generations do. Everyone does that. They take their previous experiences, mix them with their own, and then you exert those into the universe and um you know i i really think that we got a good thing going here i do too we will see what happens i'm just gonna ball my eyes out after this episode but (laughs) it is uh it's just so exciting to think about and i know some people aren't meant to be parents but those people are not us so for all of you that sent you know congratulations and you know nice messages and stuff and who have listened to the podcast and heard our struggles, 
and related with them. Maybe you've had similar struggles and everything. We really appreciate it. Really do. There's yeah. been a lot of nice people out there that have said some really nice things and just, you know, told us how, how incredible of people we are and, you know, how amazing parents I think will be. So we know we got a lot of support. And how cool the baby's going to be because they're going to travel. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about coolness. <laughs> I'm 6'4". Amanda's pretty damn attractive. Our kids should be pretty cool as far as, like, world traveler. Um, you know, kind of got... He's probably going to have tattoos, or she is probably going to have tattoos, like, right out of the womb. Probably going to have blue or green eyes. If you don't think I'm going to put the little baby tattoos on them, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong, because I am. Probably a little chest piece. <laughs> but... God. Just so excited. So let's move on. Okay. We'll have now, I'm telling you guys, if you're listening, now is where the podcast starts to get interesting because we'll talk about if you tuned in for the parenting stuff and not just the hoopla and the. I mean, Mexico is cool, but, you know, this is what we're aiming for the podcast to be. So now it's our time to exactly to really embrace it. So I had been reading, Amanda finished up the Baby Wise book that she was reading. And so I'm probably going to start reading that. But I've been reading the Raising Good Humans book and getting some interesting stuff out of this. And for the most part, the lady really talks about just patience and being present as a parent, not being overwhelmed by your child's emotions. Which will be hard for sure. Yeah, because everybody knows managing your own emotions is a fucking roller coaster. But being able to manage the emotions of somebody that doesn't even speak English most of the times is probably a lot harder and it's just something that I'm looking forward to taking on that challenge and really working with myself on how to be just more patient and present and calm in these type of stressful situations because I'm sure a lot of them will be extremely stressful Mm -hmm. and your kid will be doing wild things and just you know, you'll be trying to communicate with them and they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, they don't even know what they're feeling half the time. Yeah. So. So just being able to like center myself and just stay calm and really just continuously think this person has no idea what's going on. And they're going to learn from your example, too. They're going to yeah. learn their reactions from watching how you react like, oh, we're supposed to just get pissed flip yeah. tables like <laughs> yes, that's what and they'll they'll see what we how we react and interact with each other which i think you know will be a good thing because we're very mild mannered and you know well behaved around each other there's no yeah outbursts of crazy emotions which you know hopefully they'll learn that type of stuff but just yeah patience i think i don't have a lot of patience in a lot of aspects of life but I do think I'll be able to hone in and be extremely patient with this type of thing up until a point where they start. Like I just posted that grabbing the armpit hair video <laughs> on Instagram the other day. And that's why I don't have long armpit hair that, and it's gross, but also good Lord, that that would hurt so that bad. Guy was handling that like a champ. Yeah. His facial expression didn't even. Oh, it's like somebody running a lawnmower in our house. Oh, wow, that's nope, a just very a, loud motorbike. Yeah, it's probably a motorcycle. Yeah. Um, anything from your Baby Wise book that you want to touch on real quick? Just a uh, minute or two? Yeah, so the 
the book started to get really interesting, like halfway through and through the end. So a lot of their thing was just about routine and just how keeping a good routine is going to be really good for your baby. It gave it uh, gave very specific like feeding routines on like when to drop the middle of the night feeding and like what to do if your baby starts crying like are they waking up because they're hungry like it gave a bunch of list of like okay if your baby is crying here's a list of things to troubleshoot and then you're going to figure out if it's just restlessness and um boredom or if it's a need and the it's just it was a really good starting point i think because it was focused on like the infancy like hey Here's a checklist of what to do the first three days after you bring the baby home. Here's what you should look at. Here are the different colors of poops and when to expect them and how many times a day to expect it. Like it was very detailed. And those are things that I, I thrive off of. Like I know a lot of people don't, they're like, we don't read any books. Yeah. About, it's like. I'm probably going to read I, them all again. Yeah, when I'm I eight get months that. Pregnant. But I think this stuff can be so helpful because I just know it's not like this person is telling you this is how you parent. They're just like, hey this type of shit happens like this happens this happens this is how like i like to see that situational stuff that's why i'm not the type of person to travel someplace and not prepare anything yeah you need to learn about I the customs and like you know what to expect exactly not saying that that will happen but that's why people read to better educate yourself and better be prepared for life in general yeah and i also think like being away from family i don't think you can over prepare um i think you know, it's not like we have someone where we can just call over and be like, hey, look at this. Do I need to take the kid to the hospital? Like, we're going to have to self do all this stuff, you know, on our own. So I think that, you know, I know. That's a little, little helicopter parent coming in here. I feel (laughs) little, little helicopter. We'll see. I know that's got to be a super hard thing to not do at the very beginning, which because that little person has, you do everything. So being helicopter parent is vital at the beginning. Oh, I don't think you can helicopter parent an infant. No, That's... you can't. Definitely not an infant. Yeah. I'm saying. Even in those very early stages. An infant is what? Up until one? Are you an infant past one? I mean, I think once you start once you start walking, then you become a almost... T- I think toddlers, too. I think you're still a baby until two. I don't think you can be... I mean... You're like, what? You can't get your own shit out of the fridge? <laughs> like... I don't think you can, I think it's just called being there. Like, I don't think it's helicopter until you start, like, they're playing in the next room and you can't leave the room because you got to see what they're doing at all times. Like, what age do you guys think helicopter parenting starts? Obviously, it cannot start as they're a baby because they can't do anything for themselves. But I feel like there's got to be an age. Anyways. Yeah. I apologize for Uh, No, it's okay. But the book was very helpful. It, like, talked about, like, the different kinds of breast milk and when they come into your body and, like, the different sucking sounds the baby make and that determines if they're getting which type of breast milk and which one's more nutritious for the baby and how long to feed the baby. Like, you have multiple types of breast milk in your body? Apparently. Wow. There's, like, the, fir- the forefront and then there's, like, the nutritional ones come out, like, a couple minutes in. And then it tells you like how often you need to either feed or pump because if you don't, you're going to lose your supply. Like the, the book was really fascinating. I hated the first like 50 pages, but after that it, it got to the facts and I was like, okay, game on. Like a six disc CD changer up in your chest over there. Cool. <laughs> They're like, wait, where's the one for the husband? Oh, there it is. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Uh, Unless they get clogged, then you can help. Maybe. What were we listening to? That? Oh, that was uh, a stand up. 
No, but it was the comedians that were talking about it. Um, remember the podcast that we listened to that... Uh, the talking about where the nipple cut? Yeah, with his wife and he had to like... Yeah, that was a stand-up. It wasn't a stand-up. It was a, com- a comic that was doing the podcast, the parenting podcast. That oh, we, like, I think I've seen different clips. I don't know. Hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Let's discuss... So that was a little bit in the news, but let's discuss our Ask the Listeners it's time to ask the listeners, and you know what? Because I didn't get to use in the news, and I love that drop. <laughs> that was for me. The entire Channel 4 news team, was. I'm Veronica Corningstone. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Florida. Diego. <laughs> Still not liking Florida. All right, well, it is time to ask the listeners. We already did What's in the News. That was with Amanda. Oh, I didn't get my What's in the News. Oh, oh that's for in the, What's in the News? Bam, we got What's in the News right now. Amanda, take it away. <laughs> It's all you. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm very passionate about this topic right here. Um, so I was listening to, I'm listening to the pregnancy podcast, and uh, this is the, she's kind of gave me some nuggets that have spurred some other research into some of the previous topics that I have talked about on the In the News. Um, but this one, so I'm just going to kind of do a high-level overview, and then like maybe next week or the week after, I'm going to really dive into it because I feel like uh, I didn't want this to be a super long podcast. But um so speaking of kind of like stress when you're pregnant, it can affect your child's development and and have repercussions on them later on in life. So I think having like a lot of people say like, oh, don't stress out. Like obviously first trimester, everyone's stressed out because you don't know if the baby's going to be viable or not. But um, basically there's three types of stress. There's severe, which is trauma. There's moderate, which are from like significant life events, like losing a job, losing someone you care about, or domestic violence, things like that. And then there's mild stress, which is daily hassles, you know, just kind of everyday stressors. Um, But they all can have negative influences on pregnancy outcomes and behavioral and physiological developments of the baby, both directly and indirectly. Um, Severe stress, which would be the traumas, They have the greatest impact when they occur around conception and very, very early on in pregnancy. Hmm. Um, You can have a baby that has higher risk of heart defects, neural tube defects, cleft lip, shorter gestations, which is less than 37 weeks. And it can also lead to miscarriage if you are very heavily stressed around conception. May or may Hmm. not be why we miscarried. Um, Less severe stress. So this would be like moderate um, stress which could be either perceived stress or pregnancy-specific stress, like over-worrying about the pregnancy in general. Um, It can lead to a lower birth weight, which is considered five and a half pounds or less. I was born four pounds, four ounces, so I definitely was a low birth weight baby. Um, But they say low birth weight of any cause can actually lead to behavioral and physiological lower functions and babies born of a lower birth weight have higher risks of asthma and allergies and uh, higher diagnosis of diabetes and ADD, ADHD. Jeez. Um, and then like indirect causes of stress would be like if your mom had a terrible pregnancy and then you kind of like unconsciously take it out on the baby after they're born, like, uh, you know, not caring for the baby the way that you should, like um, postpartum depression things like that. So 
Um, I really want to get more. There's so much information on how stress can affect pregnancy, but this is something that I really want to learn a lot about. And I think that being here in Mexico is both more stressful and less stressful. So I think, um, you know, just kind of thinking about things and how they affect your life and just kind of like the daily things that you go through, I think that I feel way less stressed. I feel like even this job, I'm way less stressed. Um, and who doesn't like the fucking beach? You know, am I right? Yeah, all right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so this is just a topic I want to learn more about, and I'll share more information with you guys as I learn more about them because there's so much information and studies on animals and people on how stress can affect pregnancy and how those babies perform in adulthood. So I will dive in to that with you guys. God, yeah, just stress in life in general is a real bitch. So I can imagine the effects that it has on it's your... It's like chemicals being yeah, released in your body your, that, yeah. That can affect the baby and yikes. Yeah, <clears throat> so I'll share all those juicy deets later. If you thought you were going to come here and not get anything, <laughs> not learn anything. I'm the logical fact checker here. This is what I live for. <laughs> also, you're going to learn a lot about the 90s because <laughs> that's some great trivia here. But before we get into the trivia, let's do Ask the Listeners. <clears throat> Ask the Listeners. Oh, that's going to be good. Oh, that's going to be good. So our Ask the Listeners question for today, and I posted it this morning, so weren't able to get a ton of responses in, so this will be a fairly short one. But the question, in a nutshell, was basically, how do you handle your child when they're crying and upset or, you know, when they're throwing a, when they have a temper or, you know, they're being a little asshole, something like that. Because, again, in my book, I was reading, like, handling things with patience, meeting them on their level, like, trying to get them to talk through their emotions, stuff like that. So some of the different answers that I got, Kat sent a nice long message in. Mm. She said, these are two different questions. Oh. How I handle whining is we don't whine. <laughs> nice. She said, whining won't get you what you want. Talking through alternative solutions that will help them get what they want I'm a stickler on whining and throwing fits. If you act like a brat, I absolutely am less likely to give anyone what they want, regardless of who it is. Talking through it is always a way better approach than coming to me whining, stomping your feet. Solid. When they are frustrated and or crying, how I handle it now is identifying and validating those feelings, reassuring them it's okay to have those feelings, let them know they're not alone, sitting with them in the discomfort so they can learn to re uh, regulate them and relate a similar experience if relevant. Mostly listen and ask questions. Sometimes they just need to get it off of their chest and feel seen. Nice. I think that's very important. I, I can fuck with that for sure. Yeah. Whining, quit fucking whining. Like there's... Everybody that's a parent, even people that aren't parents, know what's whining and what's, like, crying. Legit, yeah. Angry. So, we don't do whining. Fucking gather yourself. <laughs> let's talk. Or, if you can't talk very well, then let's just have little 
conversations. I don't know what you do with a three or four year old. She's like, hey, deep breathing. It's okay. Let's talk about it. Those are the worst tantrums, three or four. So this girl said, I held mine when they cried. Sometimes they need a cry session by themselves in their bedroom too, which is 100% true. Sometimes you just got to fucking cry. It does make you feel a whole lot better. Yeah. And there's definitely instances where I remember like I needed to cry by myself. And there's other times where I would just sit curled up with my mom and cry. Yeah. And they both have their place. Yep. You're like, you know what? I'm kind of frustrated with you. I don't want to cry on your shoulder. Yeah. I'm going to go cry in my room. Um, said guiding, guiding their little mind off of what's upsetting them with something else has helped. Focusing on um, what's upsetting them to and helping them cope with that feeling they are feeling and guiding them through how to handle it. And then we've got here empathy, validation, love. No matter what it is, you've got this. Goes a long way. And my sister said if it's crowded, if it's in a crowded place, I take them somewhere quiet, pick them up, hold them and talk to them softly. So, again, how do you handle your child? Two very different situations when they're whining or when they're actually having, like, a difficult time with something and they're crying and they're upset. I think a lot of that is getting down, like you said, on their level, communicating with them, having that eye contact, calm, collective talking, just like, hey, what's wrong? Explain to me, why are you upset? Yeah. And granted, they may not know why they're upset, but the more you could guide them through those type of conversations, the better they'll learn how to express those emotions and talk to you when the time comes that they can actually talk to you and express their emotions. And they'll know, like, hey, I can come to this person when I'm upset, and they're not going to fucking blow their lid on me. I think um, I remember a tantrum that I had in elementary school. I... I have to ask my mom on this, but I'm pretty sure I had strep throat and I wasn't oh, allowed to go to geez. the sock hop. And I threw... I don't want... You gotta want to go to the sock hop. And I, I threw on. the biggest fit. I think I... Because, um, like, my the way that my bedroom door opened, like, the door opened and there was a little, like bump out from where the closet was so I used to sit against that wall and put my feet against the door so no one could come inside the room I think I think that was like I remember that tantrum wow I was pissed I but Did I used you? to get I used to get strep throat once a year like it was like I knew it was gonna happen at some point but it fell over sock, sock hop and I was I was so devastated mad. <laughs> devastated which Tight parent move, not letting you go. Nobody wants to get strep from the asshole that has strep. So you would have been that person getting everybody sick. I think I bit my stepdad, too. Oh. (laughs) Biting. Jesus. I think that was the only time I ever bit, but I bit him, and I felt awful. I felt awful. I don't even think I've ever brought that story up. It's like in the back of my mind of things I'm embarrassed about. I'm oh, sorry, that? Dad. <laughs> well, don't bite your parents, kids. I think it's time to wrap this bad boy up with a little bit of... Nope. Yes. What's up? You are selected. I love the 90s.
So on last week's I Love the 90s, we ran through these questions with Kat, <laughs> and I think she did pretty good. I think you guys both kind of did fairly well. I know you got the Tiger Woods question wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you guys crushed it. Thanks. So now it's just back to you. And I think we're going to have some problems here. <laughs> so we'll start you out with an easy first win here. Don't say it's easy. An easy win. Okay. And this is maybe more opinion than it is fact. Oh, God. But what was the best channel on TV to watch all the best cartoons while growing up in the 90s? There is really only one answer. Well, I'm going to say it was Cartoon Network and you're going to say Nickelodeon. That is correct. <laughs> it is Nickelodeon. Good job. <laughs> cartoon. What were you watching? There was good cartoons on Cartoon Network. I'm not going to lie. But I feel like Nickelodeon let's take a look here. came like Rugrats. when I... Hey Arnold. Rocket Power. I really Ooh, liked Bugs Bunny and all that stuff. That's because she's 48 exactly. years old. So Bugs Bunny was around when... You know, Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain was good. You know, Dexter's Laboratory, you know. Dexter's Laboratory was good. I think, you know, they could they could compete, but Nickelodeon was better. Fucking Recess Man, like. Yeah. What, Recess says it was Disney, but Disney was Channel, Disney Channel. Who fucking knows? Nickelodeon was the best. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Okay. Even though you have a dumb opinion. <laughs> All right, question number two. This one is going to be early 2000s, but it screams 90s to me. Okay. When did the Razor flip phone come out? Ooh. Classic Razor flip phone. I'm going... To say... Motorola Razor flip phone. What grade? Three seconds. 2002. Close. It was 2004. Ah! Really? Yes. Did you have a Razor flip phone I at any not. point? No. I did not. I remember my sister had one, and then she gave it to me. It was pink. Hot pink. <laughs> like, hot metallic pink. 2004. So Still I was cool just though. starting high school... Then, pretty crazy, right? That was when the Sidekick came out, right? I think they came out like the same time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sidekick, mm. classic, cool phone. Yeah. All right. Next question. What year did McDonald's beginning begin allowing customers to supersize their meals? They're like, hey, this medium fry is 500 calories. The super size fry? 98. 92. Damn. Wow. For an extra bonus point. I was only three. When did they stop allowing people to super size <laughs> their meals? Oh, um, ooh, 2007? 2004. Dang, man, I'm not doing good. For 12 years. I used to have those little uh, McDonald's dollars booklets oh. at my dad's because we always used to stop at McDonald's. Dude, I mean, McDonald's is great. It's so good, but 
So bad. Yeah, you. so not so not good. The but fries also, smack though. Super size was awful. Not the deal for Americans. <laughs> like really, you guys fuck people with that one. It oh. just threw portion sizes all out of whack. Everyone's like, "What do you mean? I so got like, just regular small fry." I got a thirty-two ounce soda, and you're saying. For seven cents more, I can make it 862 <laughs> ounces? Of course. You guys have incredible Coca-Cola. All that sugar. And then, yeah, you just literally ate four weeks worth of sugar in your drink. And the fries, although fantastic, you went from a medium to like three times a medium. Yeah. And you know you're smashing all those because they're so salty oh, you can't put them down. Exactly. And with that Coke, it's fantastic. Mm. And if you were dipping them in the ice cream, I mean, you're really just setting yourself up for failure. So I didn't think you were going to get that one. That's yeah. a pretty tough, tough year. 92, though. The year I was born, they were like, super and shit this year. <laughs> 12 years later, they're like, big mm. mistake. We Sorry, everybody. We have salads now, <laughs> which also have 700 calories in them. All right. Yes. Final question. What are you at here? One. One. one for, all right. One of three so far. You might get this one, possibly. Last and final question. The sixth season of this show aired in 1993, starring Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, and Ryan Gosling. I have no idea. Something on Nickelodeon? The Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, wow. Really? I never watched the Mickey Mouse Club. I never watched it either. But... What a lineup. Damn. I mean, some real hotties here. You yeah. got Justin, Christina, Jeez. Brittany, and Ryan. Really, Ryan? How are you the only one that was not a singer, Ryan? I pro- you, sh- you probably got pipes. You probably can, yeah. You probably fucking can sing. Wow. Yeah, what a lineup. Bunch of cute little white kids. <laughs> so successful. Anyways. That is it, folks. Those are good. I had no idea. Yeah. Again. Thought you were gonna come on here and not learn something. Yeah. Super size me. Multifaceted. It's all about parenting and winning in life. For some people, it's about losing at trivia. <laughs> but next week we'll have another guest. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, thanks so much for all the uh, support. Feel love, the love. Feel the love. Yeah. Congratulations. So it's been real. It's been fun, as always. I love you. I love you. My baby loves you and I have to pee. Of course you do. Because I'm pregnant now. Happy Uh, Monday the 26th when you're listening. (laughs) Like last week of June. I don't know. Happy last week of June. (laughs) Much love, everybody. Peace.